Hello. Happy 2024. Whoa. I can't believe we've made it this far. This is my 10-year high school reunion. <laughs> Why am I saying that out loud? Because I said the words 2024 out loud. I don't know if I've said the words 2024 out loud. I suppose most of you have by now. It is January 15th, 2024. I'm pretty sure, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's at least 2019 in my brain. That's a stretch. That's a far stretch. I've said this before, but I live in 2016 at minimum. But how has everyone's year been so far? Has it been like a, hmm, I'm getting good vibes for the year? Or has it been like a, okay, all right, here we go again <laughs> type of year? For me, it's been up and down. It, let me sit up straight. It's been a roller coaster already. <clears throat> Not to be a Debbie Downer, but a lot of people I know have died already again. So I think this is just how life goes. I'm trying to find some sort of comedic route in my own personal life and mind and stream of consciousness so that I can make sense of why the fuck we're on this earth. I feel like everyone has been doing this like ins and outs of 2024. And before we get there, let me tell you what happened this morning, okay? So there's a cold front coming across like the majority of Oklahoma and America, Oklahoma. There's a cold front going across the majority of America and it's affecting my home. It's affecting, there are cats that need my help in my neighborhood because it's freezing. And so I woke up yesterday morning with two fucking gorgeous cats outside my window and i'm like what what is this little gift what who are the hello who the fuck is this um naturally i'm aware that i can't get any more cats like i just can't i already have two one of them was an accident aka foster fail and then the other one is like a part of my literal soul in a floof ball so these babies outside, these two black cats also, if you know me, I'm slightly witchy. So God or whatever the fuck was like, something's happening outside. Let's go take care of them. This is already getting way too long. Long story short, I needed to take care of these cats. So I keep going outside in the snow to try to give them a whole bunch of food. I know, oh God, I feel like I can't, I feel like I can't tell you guys what I did because maybe it was wrong. And there are animal lovers on here that are even more strict about their animal loving. And before I go any further, unfortunately, I have not captured them yet. And I have not tried to capture them yet. So um, I think my neighbor is putting some hay down for them. Or straw. My, my neighbor is putting straw down for them. My mom was very keen to let me know that hay is not good. Hay can get wet. So we don't want that. During the snow for animals, we want straw for paws, paw, straw. All right, so what ended up happening? They're still outside. They're still outside. I think my neighbors found a nice place for them to sleep, but obviously I'm pretty sure they're going to be mine in the near future because they're gorgeous and they were outside of my house, so they're mine. Um, 
until I made a noise and tried to go to them and they ran to my neighbor's house. Next like few hours, I like consistently saw them come out of my neighbor's house, but they don't have collars and they look feral. I'm pretty 100,000% sure they're feral because I've seen them before. So anyways, what's happening today? What's happening today is I've been too depressed to record, honestly, like the beginning of the year. Fuck New Year's resolutions. I know I, I said I'm a new year, new me bitch and I stand by it. I am no matter fucking what. It feels like a goddamn new year. I am loving this year so far. It's just already been a roller coaster. Like I said, like people have already died. There's already been some weird like um, bills I got and I'm like, what the fuck? When did I do this? And then like there are just like some random things that have happened that haven't been great. My electricity was out for a few days. A few days in January in Oklahoma. Not fun. I'm not here to complain, though. I wanted to talk to you guys about a few things. It is a new year and it has already been a roller coaster. I think that this is just life and I'm supposed to be the person that reminds you, hey, sassy, that reminds you that that this is just life. It can kind of suck a lot of the times and it can also be fucking divine and thrilling and beautiful and like addicting other times. So the first few weeks of January for me have been, well, let's take it back to New Year's Eve. So I had plans to kiss some guys on New Year's Eve or some girls. I had some plans to make out with some people. I shouldn't say that. Hey, Sassy, you can sit down. Hi, baby. Sassy likes to sit in my lap when I record. Yeah, that's right. Tell him what's up. So on New Year's Eve of this year, I was like, okay, I'm finally going to get out of the fucking house, out of my city. I'm going to go do something fun because I have taken the majority of last year, 2023, to recover from a five and a half year breakup. And I haven't been out of the house much. I haven't seen my friends much. And I haven't felt bad about it. But I was so fucking ready on New Year's Eve to get out of the house that I knew it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> like, let's just be real. I knew it wasn't going to happen because I was over-anticipating it. So the week before New Year's Eve, I already canceled the plans. Like, this is just me. This is the self-deprecating depression side of ACE that I am having to adjust my entire life to because sometimes I do need to listen to her not all the time but sometimes and we'll get into that so there was something like in my body telling me you're fucking burnt out you don't need to go out still just yet that's a lot of social exertion and a lot of energy to give away when you still don't really have it for yourself I mean I did but it was the last time I recorded was right after someone close to me had passed um and then right before or on christmas christmas day christmas eve or something anyways i recorded around then and then come new year's eve i still like up until the day i couldn't decide am i gonna go out am i not gonna go out am i finally gonna go see some friends and you know get some fresh air and have a drink or two kiss some people get these x's off my lips for once and for all or am i gonna stay inside and wake up sober and happy on new year's eve well i decide to do the latter of course i decide to stay in but it actually wasn't on purpose um i ended up getting the stomach flu 
which is wild because I don't really get the stomach flu. I have like IBS and I have stomach problems. So that's a constant, but the stomach flu doesn't happen often. I feel like in some weird way, it was the world saying, you need to wake up sober by yourself, no mistakes, full energy on January 1st. And guess what? That's what I got to do. That was so relieving in a way I think my like subconscious was so obsessed and focused on going to do something for New Year's Eve, like trying to like show people that I'm ready to get out and even show my family that like I do have a social life and I can tap into that whenever I want. But 2024 is the year of not proving ourselves. So I woke up on January 1st after I made the decision to stay in, sleep in, you know, I kind of had a little bit of FOMO. I don't, I don't really get FOMO, but I had a little bit of FOMO, you know, because New Year's fucking Eve, like it's New Year's Eve. You want to do something like together with other people or something. Anyways, I didn't. I woke up January 1st so, mm, hold on, I'm getting dramatic. Not happy, but I woke up alone. And that was different. That was like, wait a second. I don't need to justify to anyone why I spent last night to myself. And not to mention, I had the fucking stomach flu. Well, the day before. And I swear the universe was just like, Let's make you as weak as possible so that you wake up by yourself on January 1st and feel fucking swagged, maxed out. Like you feel good. So I did. And um, I just wanted to say to anyone who's listening, even people like me, I don't know what that means, but even people like me who seem like they're relatively extroverted, I, even though I am an introvert, introverted extrovert, whatever, Spending New Year's Eve alone was the best fucking decision I could have made for myself in so many years other than breaking up with the ex. I haven't spent a New Year's Eve sober and alone in at least seven years. So guys, I'm pretty sure this year is going to be different. It feels different. It feels better. But like I said, I woke up on January 1st relieved stress-free, but at the same time, does anyone else feel a different type of pressure? Like, I woke up and suddenly felt this childlike wonder that I haven't felt in years, but I also woke up and was like, whoa, I think I feel like heavier. And not that it's this big change, you know, because it does obviously carry on from the next year, but If you're any sort of energetically aligned and you believe that, you know, January 1st, you can start fresh and you can start new, that's like the type of person that I am. So I believe that you can start fresh and start new on January 1st. However, a lot of the um, physical body pain and also mess carried over from December. So I woke up on January 1st with a messy motherfucking house and that really bothered me. Because I was like, this is not who I am. I've been taught to do your very best to clean like every night, pick up every night so that you can wake up and have a fresh start to your day. Like that's just how I've been taught to function. So I do, except for when I'm depressed. Like I've said, I don't do dishes and I don't do laundry very well. And of course, when I'm sick. So when I woke up on January 1st, I realized, okay, wait a second. I'm not just sick. The dishes are fucking piled. My laundry is fucking piled. And I actually think I'm going into the new year a lot less okay than I think I am, which is totally fine. This is not existential. It's totally fine. It just means I'm depressed. 
I wanted today's episode to be focused on seasonal depression and how we can collectively do our best to not spiral. <laughs> That's the best way I can put that into words um, because I've really tried to use that word spiral as like a mechanism that I, it's like the villain. It's like the Voldemort. Spiral equals Voldemort. No, I cannot. I am Harry. Actually, I identify with Luna more than anyone. And I'm also Ravenclaw. I'm Luna. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, I'm blanking. I'm blanking. Luna is a Ravenclaw, right? Hold on. Ah, oh my God, what's happening? Oh my God, thank God. She's a Ravenclaw. I identify as Luna Lovegood more than anyone else. Alexa, Ace, Luna Lovegood, don't forget the two. What was I saying about that? I'm going to have to pause. Got it. I was talking about Voldemort and how Voldemort and spiraling are similar. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put you on to a technique my therapist taught me um like two weeks ago and it has really really significantly helped my seasonal depression she taught me this thing and she was trying to casually say the word edging without saying the word edging so of course on the podcast i'm going to use the word edging because it's sexual and entertaining and fun and so what she does is she starts to she kind of like like not like purposefully triggers me but she'll be like so how does your inner child feel about that? <laughs> and then, of course, I'm like, oh, God, I haven't thought about that. I don't know. I'm so sorry. You know, I get like so I immediately can get so in my emotions to the point of one thing on TV or one thing someone says, it can trigger me and it can kind of like awaken my emotions and I'll either start crying, I'll get really frustrated or... I mean, really, that's about it. Like, I, I have taught myself to not really react in a lot of situations. And that's something that absolutely comes with age. And in fact, reaction should be another episode in itself. Because when you realize that people are reacting, that's kind of, that's like, honestly, that's kind of their toxicity. So my therapist kind of like said something that triggered me and I immediately reacted that's not what we want. You know, I want to be completely, not completely, but I want to be as in control with my emotions as I possibly fucking can. And she was like, okay, I'm going to teach you something since you're a visual person. So this is also to the visual learners out there. What I want you to do is I want you to imagine your fear or the overwhelm or the problem and put it on the other side of the room. And now that she's telling me this, I'm like, is this is this how it happened? Is this what she told me? But I'm pretty sure it is. At least this is what's helped me. So maybe I'm making it up. I need to confirm with her on Friday. And when I go in and edit this, I'll confirm. But she was like, imagine that problem and put it in a box on the other side of the room. And now, and you cannot touch it whatsoever. And now I want you to imagine just standing on the edge. Like you could almost reach out and get it but you're so in control that you're standing on the edge of it, you decide whether or not you want to reach out or not. It's in your fucking face. It's right there in your vicinity, in your area, in your breath room. But whether it's in your bubble or not, that's your choice. 
So she kept telling me, I want you to stand on the peripheral, stand on the edge where it's like the emotion is right on the fucking tip of your pupils. It's right on the fucking tip of your eyelashes. It is so close to you. It's breathing on you. But you're on the edge. You decide whether you reach out or not. You decide whether you give it any energy or not. It does not have energy without you giving it to it. You and this emotion, this thing, this task, you two are separate things. No matter the fuck what it is, I have to separate myself from the emotions. Because the first, like the last week of December and the first week of January, and even like this like second week of January, have been either so emotionally void that all I'm doing is organizing and cleaning and admin and gathering my things or it's been I need to rest I'm so overwhelmed please leave me alone I don't know why I'm so tired right now but I really just need a break no I can't talk on the phone right now I've been so fucking tired and I haven't known why I've been blaming myself I've been like why the fuck am I tired I'm eating decent I after January 1st I did end up cleaning my entire fucking house you know I want to be more aware to these things but it's stopping the pattern before it happens again so standing on the edge of the peripheral with your emotions helps you kind of look at them from a bird's eye view and in fact looking at my life from a bird's eye view has helped me significantly in terms of meditative thinking, bigger thinking, projected thinking, like it's helped me not stay in my bubble of rumination, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, so together we're going to practice consensual edging, stand on the edge of your thoughts, separate yourself from them. Let me know how it goes. It's truly actually been something that has helped me in a way that I haven't experienced before. So the past week, since I've seen her, I've been pretty good. Like I've been pretty good. I, I mean, like I said at the beginning, I did have like some, another person very close to me pass away and that every single time it changes everything. And something else I wanted to say on here is to the people who have lost a lot of people, this has only happened to me within the last five years. People I've been best friends with, people that have raised me, people that have changed my life, people that have changed my family's life. Grief takes a long time to get over because you don't ever get over it. Or maybe that's just me. But the past five years, six years, I've really learned how to look at life and realize how short it is. Life is so short. Why are we here? How can I help these babies outside that are freezing to death? Are they just, are they freezing to death? Can they take care of themselves? Like, is this nature? Do I need to let nature take its course? Do I interfere? These people that I've lost, do I really feel them around me still? Like, is this just my mind making up things or do I truly feel like I have angels around me all the time? Like gonna pa who around me is gonna go next? Being in a state of grief is unfathomable. There are no words for how deeply grief can affect your life and it affects each of our lives differently. And on that note, I have um, some amazing news I learned yesterday and that is that female hyenas have penises i just thought this would be a good time to say that female hyenas have <laughs> pseudo penises they don't they're not active they don't actively work i found this instagram account called um called 
Safari Sammy. She has 999,000 followers. So someone hopefully on here knows about these female pseudo penises because I am just in awe. I am in love. I, why am I in awe and in love of the pseudo female hyena penises? Because go look, <laughs> go look, go look. It's a, f just go have a look for yourself. These things aren't small. They're not small. And they're fucking hilarious and kind of iconic of female hyenas. It oh, 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 I Googled it and I remember it saying, someone fact checked me, but it said like, this gives female hyenas more power to decide who the fuck they want to mate with. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm a hyena. I, well, I wish I was a hyena with a massive pseudo penis. That would be. Hello, 2024. Mother nature is just absurd. So, and don't forget that you're part of mother nature too. So the next time you accidentally shit yourself and then want to go outside and eat some grass, don't forget you're an animal too. All right, what the fuck is happening in 2024? What are we doing here? Well, a few things that I'm personally excited for. The very first and foremost thing I have to say, of fucking course, what's happening this year, little monsters? Lady Gaga, of course, is going to be <laughs> playing Harley Quinn and the Joker, and I cannot stop thinking about the fact that we are going to be blessed with another gaga year a gaga year is a good year who's your like obsession icon god you know it sucks to like it sucks to like well it doesn't suck but i'm like confessing my icon over and over and over again and i bet you guys are like shut the fuck up i bet gaga i bet stephanie would even be like ace shut the fuck up but it's because of the alter ego she's created it's not stephanie it's lady gaga it's this alter ego obsession like i just i just love the idea of being whoever the fuck you want to be you can be whoever the fuck you want to be even if you make it up and go legally change it okay what else is happening in 2024 oh my god wait a second i totally fucking forgot that i met lady gaga's dad last year after they were finished no they were just they were they were filming the joker in new york if you listen to the last episode, I think I mentioned how I dropped my phone down in eight down eight stories in New York City. And um, the literal next day, we're going to see Phantom of the Opera on Broadway. And then we have reservations at Joanne's Trattatoria later that night. And that's Lady Gaga's family's restaurant. If you didn't know, it's in New York. And of course, as we're walking in, literally as we were walking in there's this short italian man walking out and someone's like oh joe did you rigatoni and i'm like joe i'm like joe does someone say joe and i of course I look over and it's the man himself mr joe germanata so i look disgusting and i was like can i can i can i please get a picture with you <laughs> Oh, I hate when I fangirl. I hate when I fangirl, but it does happen occasionally. I feel like if you're in the music industry, you've been like conditioned to not fangirl. And I actually didn't fangirl like at all when I met Gaga. That was the weirdest thing. That was heaven sent. I don't even know if I believe in that. That was just a weird moment. I had such a normal conversation when I met her. But when I met Dave Matthews, <laughs> fainted. When I met Joe Germanata, had a really high-pitched voice <laughs> like oh no it's happening it's happening oh i'm getting nervous so yeah anyways um what's happening this year we have summer olympics that's pretty cool 
Oh my God, Usher's performing at the Super Bowl. We love Usher. I also love the Super Bowl halftime performance. I cannot lie. I'm one of those people. Something a lot of people are doing that's kind of like not pissing me off, but it's like you really get to know someone by their ins and outs. And so I wanted to share a few of my ins and outs for 2024. It's nothing like mega. It's just like legit. These are mine. Everyone else is doing it. So I thought I should do it too. My ends are strong boundaries. Number one, therapy, less stuff, movement, preferably in the morning, meditation, being cringe. I think being cringe is awesome and fun. Small circles. I don't trust anyone nowadays. Tinted lip gloss. Listen, ladies, it's a fucking key to like low key flirting trusting my intuition high vibe foods with a protein focus prioritizing (laughs) wait a second i put seven to eight hours of quality sleep no 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 eight to nine prioritizing eight to nine hours of quality sleep and then one book a month my outs are can you guess number one if you know me you can guess number one oh god actually no oh i didn't even mean oh i didn't put i didn't put the worst one The worst one is hot Cheetos. I am almost one month clean of hot Cheetos. Any sort of hot Cheeto product, I haven't been there. So what are my outs for the year? Number one, boyfriends. Number fucking one, boyfriends. Any and all relationships, no. But in reality, there are a few more outs. Imposter syndrome, of course. We can't do that anymore, you guys. We have to embrace the cringe and embrace the imposter syndrome like i have imposter syndrome do you think i don't have imposter syndrome getting on this podcast it's in the bio of this podcast because i had to let people know straight up i have imposter syndrome like sometimes i might even contradict myself sometimes it's hard for me to show up sometimes like sharing this stuff is so scary it's so scary um saying yes to things i don't want to do that's a big out Let's stop saying yes to things we don't want to do. I'm seeing a lot of people on the internet right now being like, this is a yes year. Okay, well, have you practiced your boundaries? Because if you haven't practiced your boundaries, this is a no year. If you have practiced your boundaries, I suppose we can say yes to a few more things, but you better protect your time. Ruminating, big out, big out. The word ruminating. I hope that sticks with you. Stop overthinking. It's a waste of fucking time. Justifying. That's also a waste of time. A big waste of time. Because most people don't aren't going to hear you. Only the right people, only the people, only your literal heart knows who to justify yourself to and who you're justifying yourself to just literally out of habit because that's just how you're used to talking. Being dehydrated, that's just such an out. You can tell when someone's dehydrated. I was dehydrated for at least five years. I take Adderall and smoke weed. I mean, dry mouth is a big thing around here. So we're not going to do that anymore in 2024, even though I really need some water as we speak. Love bombing, ew. Don't fucking love bomb me. If you act way more interested than interested, I'm not interested. So love bombing, out, big out. Procrastinating, out, big out. That's basically the same thing as ruminating. What the fuck are you doing? Do what you need to do. What are you doing? You're not, you're doing what you do. You're doing what you're mad at yourself for doing. Stop doing that. And then lastly, (laughs) 
hating Taylor Swift. There's no one in my life that hates Taylor Swift. If you hate Taylor Swift, tell me. I need to know. I need to know who you are. I need to put you in a category that's away from me. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. <laughs> like I'm not kidding. I'm not trying to be rude, but I'm not kidding. Taylor Swift is a way of thinking. She's a, like, okay, how do I say this? She's basic as fuck. Like, it is not easy to be basic. It is not easy to, to appeal to millions and millions and millions of people. You have to be so fucking basic, so fucking yourself, so fucking relatable to reach that many people. How do you do that? This is something I don't know if I ever thought I would ever say or give credit to. Being, being basic actually takes bad bitch effort. What is bad bitch effort? Bad bitch effort is never not brushing your teeth. Bad bitch effort is making sure you drink the amount of fucking water you need to fucking drink. <laughs> However much that is. <laughs> I'm being so serious. Bad bitch effort is basically just like the most basic athletic girls in your high school that get these straight A's, go to soccer practice, show up like the baddest bitch ever, do their best. Like they're kind of clean. They kind of realize that like being clean actually really benefits your life. Not being depressed, working out all the time, doing the things that you need to do first. That's bad bitch effort. It's like being the really goody girl in high school, honestly, if I'm being honest. Whoa, that's so weird. That's so opposite of what I've ever thought. Bad bitch effort is being a goody two shoes. But of course, you need to know when to break the rules. It's having the ability to be the bad bitch. Most people are just either a bad, they wake up bad bitch, they go to sleep bad bitch, or they can turn it off and on. I'm talking about turning it off and turning it on. We turn on the bad bitch, basic bad bitch most of the time, when we need to go to work, when we need to eat, when we need to work out. But every once in a while, we need to put our middle fingers to the world and give a big fuck you to everything we've ever fucking known. Because fuck it, why not? And so with that being said, I think I'm in my reputation era. And like, what the fuck is that? For those who don't know, which I'm sure we all do, should I even tell you what it is? You know, don't you? Like Taylor Swift went into her reputation era because she didn't talk to anyone for like literally two years, didn't see anyone for two years after the Kanye shit, came back the baddest bitch. The baddest bitch. You can say she didn't, but the tour in 2023, no, sit down sit down. You could never. Bad bitches without the basic bad bitch could never. Even fucking JLo, Lady Gaga, I see them as basic bad bitches because they, at the end of the day, are reliable and know how to take care of themselves. Rock stars, sometimes the people are like, fuck you to the world. Well, you know what? Sometimes that can make you even more depressed. Bad bitch effort is making sure every box is checked. And this year, that's what I'm going to fucking do. According to Urban Dictionary, to be in your reputation era means 
to shed your good girl image and take on an alter ego of an unexpected, darker, more vengeful version of yourself. So like, that's accurate. But for me, it's like, it's darker, but it's like more maintained. Like I've been so fucking depressed that I've had to be numb. Like I can't just live in it. I can't just sit in it. I can't just spiral. I can't just give my middle finger to the world anymore and say, I fucking got this. No, the last year I've had to put the boundaries up and say, hey guys, I need help. Can my besties help me? Can my family help me? And I don't want to ever get to a place where I feel like I don't need their help again. Because in all honesty, having the help is the blessing. Having the help is the gift. Having the help is, that's joy. That's life. That's what helps seasonal depression. That's what helps depression. That's what puts a bad bitch back into her spot because we all need someone. So I think in order to be in your reputation era, you have to know what it's like to hit rock bottom. You have to. Like, which is weird because I, I'm i 28 saying, I think I've hit rock bottom. I think I've done it. Rock bottom is being reliable to yourself when you don't think you can be. It's feeding yourself when you don't feel like you can get up. Once you've hit that rock bottom, you know what you're capable of. You stop caring about what other people think. If they like your art, if they don't like your art, if they talk bad about you. When I was in the therapy session with my therapist, I was telling her, you know, I don't really feel like I've hit rock bottom or I'm not at it anymore. Like I've just gotten through it over the past year. But I don't really feel like I know who to trust now. I don't really feel like I... I feel like I'm crying wolf a lot when I know that I'm not. It's just been one obstacle after another, after another, after death, after obstacle, after financial loss, after another death, after another death, after another death. Like, I went into my therapist and I was like, is this just what it is? And in some ways she said yes. And in other ways she said no. Another thing that we're going to do is we're going to remind you of your support system. So the last and important thing I wanted to share that my therapist taught me over the past couple weeks is something called like a spiderweb support system. A spiderweb system is knowing that a lot of things are likely on your support system without you realizing it. We immediately just think family and friends. And my therapist reminded me that when you feel alone, and when you are in the seasonal depression and when you, when you feel like life is just death and nothing makes sense and everything is grieving and you have to constantly stop yourself from spiraling, don't forget that, one, you're not alone. A lot of us are struggling, suffering, being human together. Number two, you don't just have your family and your friends on your spider web of support you also have your ancestors and nature. And those two things alone have given me a significant amount of peace. I know it's really personal, but I just wanted to share this because a lot of people I know are in their basic bad bitch era <laughs> where they're having to take care of themselves because they hit rock bottom. And so I asked my close friends on Instagram if they could tell me how they're dealing with this month. 
Are you guys feeling good so far in January 2024? Are you feeling overwhelmed? Are you feeling super happy, super positive? How are those new routines going? I mostly asked them to share if they were feeling depressed because it, again, it's just that reminder of like when I'm super depressed, I feel so alone. Like not only is my house a fucking mess, I feel alone and I know that's not me. That's the spiraling, that's the rumination, that's the Voldemort that has gotten into my fucking Luna Lovegood, okay? So one of my dearest friends, one of my strongest friends, I did not expect her out of all people to text me when I asked about how everyone's January was going. She said, just so you know, I needed a check-in buddy because the past three weeks I've been depressed majorly. The past three days I felt so much better. I've worked more in the past three days than I have in the past month. My code word to Richard is, I'm drowning, and he knows he needs to take on 99% of the responsibilities because my only job in that moment is to keep my head above water. Love you, girl. You aren't alone. You can definitely share this, and I don't mind if you use my name. This shit is real. This shit is real because this shit made me pause. I was like, whoa. I can't believe one of my strongest Capricorn friends who doesn't share her emotions like that just totally fucking said, I have a system put in place in my family for when I'm depressed because it gets so real. And a few days before she texted me that, she was like, hey, I need to know when you're working out because I just need a workout buddy. That's why she started with saying, just so you know, I need a check-in buddy because the past three weeks I've been depressed majorly. Whoa, whoa. This is my friend Shola. She owns a nonprofit called Seeds and she is helping so many fucking kids. So many people. She is changing so many people's lives. It gives me chills. The last time I saw her, well, let's see, I just saw her a few weeks ago, but the last time before that that I saw her, she hired me as a photographer for her event that was partnered with the Dallas Cowboys for kids, for children. So, so just go follow Shola and love her like I do because she's fucking amazing. Thank you, Shola, for sharing that. Um, it just means so much to me. So I have another really good friend that I've known for like 15 plus years since elementary school that also submitted. And um, she's someone I talk to often. We relate on quite a few things, but um, I did not expect her to say this. And I just want to first say that she said I could say her name. So this is my friend Maddie. Um, and I deeply relate to her submission. So she says, Hey Ace, in case you need any anonymous, TBH, I don't care if you use my name, depression stories, here's a little clip of mine. That feeling of doom slash hopelessness is in the back of my mind all year round, unfortunately. During the winter months, it's totally worse because I truly feel more alive with sunlight. The night brings my energy down completely and it gets dark so early during these months. The holiday reminds me of Casey Musgrave's happy and sad. The whole time I'm creating wonderful memories with my family, I always realize in the moment that I will have to say goodbye to them soon. Januarys are overwhelming for me, personally. There's this personal and societal pressure that we must start anew and break bad habits. My brain wants so badly to have a fresh start, but the lack of motivation and energy helps to prevent my productivity. I also push myself to appear content in person because I hate burdening anyone with my problems. I try to constantly surround myself with joyful activities, the people I love, music, of course, and remind myself that people are struggling alongside me. 
Maddie is a fucking opera singer, okay, you guys? She is so talented, incredible. I mean, just jaw, jaw-dropping. So just by Maddie and Shola, two gorgeous, talented, strong women submitting to me and telling me like, right now during this time of year, they also feel this. They also feel this overwhelming sense of overwhelm and depression and they need help and me too. I figured it's not just us, it's a lot of us. And it's hard to start the new year with the positive mindset. It's hard to start the new year and be like, okay, I'm gonna be way fucking better this year. I'm actually going to do, I'm actually gonna be the person I've always wanted to be since I was fucking 13. This is the year and it might be, and it might be. So let's just leave some room for that. But let's also leave room for the present moment, the present fact that January is a hard month after the holidays. It's a hard month to start new routines. We're in the middle of fucking winter. Like, it's a hard time just to completely restart. I heard there's like, this is going to sound, hold on. This is going to sound so uncultured of me, but there, is it the Chinese New Year? I don't know. There's a New Year. Oh God, maybe I'm making this up. There's a culture that starts the New Year in March, and I would rather do that. (laughs) If I could pick, if I was like, okay, that's what I want. That's what I want. Because... I haven't felt very hopeful the beginning of January. I've known it and my the light is in my body no matter what. I've done a lot of work to make sure this light is still in my body and it does not dim. However, these emotions, motherfucker, these emotions have been obstacles that are manageable, but they've mostly been obstacles because they're just a part of daily life. But this is my reputation era. I think this is a lot of people's reputation eras a lot of women's reputation eras this is also an eight year i don't know what that means to you but that means a lot to me i went away for years i basically left you guys in august 2021 with me saying hey i want to be an artist all of a sudden i think i want to make music all of a sudden brb and then i just kind of went away because that's what i've needed to do to create to heal myself to go to the fucking deepest pits of my personal hell and make it out alive. We are more than Phoenix out of the fucking ashes. We are more than that. We are bad bitches in our basic bad bitch era. We are in our basic bad bitch reputation era. That's a lot to say. I get it. But we got this, guys. I do have a feeling it's going to be an incredible year. Things feel good. Things are just what you make of it, really. (laughs) Like, honestly, they're just what you make of it. If you aren't doing your checklist, your bad bitch things, your basic bad bitch things, you might just turn into a bad bitch, which is okay, but it's not okay if you don't have the help you need when you're at that level of bad bitchness. Like, yeah. So I don't know if these, I, I don't know. I never really know what I'm saying on here. These are the things that I have to do to like make sense of my life to myself. And I just don't feel like I can say I'm a bad bitch anymore because I don't want to tell people off. I would rather just not give them my energy. I don't, I don't want to call people out. I just want to remove myself. Like I don't, female hyenas have pseudo penises. I think they were just born in their basic bad bitch era because having a pseudo penis, that's pretty, that's honest, that's that's bad bitch, but that's basic bad bitch. 
Like, damn, why didn't we think of that before? Lastly, I've been obsessed with Sex in the City. I wasn't gonna say this, but it's just coming to me. I've been obsessed with Sex in the City, and there's an episode where um, Charlotte, <laughs> Charlotte dresses up as a man, and it's in season two, I think? Charlotte dresses up as a man, and she, it's just so badass of her. I don't know how, I don't even know. You just go, go watch that episode. I'm going to be making a lot more Sex in the City references because it's suddenly my favorite show in the entire fucking world. When I first started watching the show, I was like, hey friends, what, what character do you think I am? And everyone said Carrie and I was so flattered. Like, oh, thank you. I love having main character energy, but then I am halfway through the series now and she's a little annoying. So, um, Samantha, number one. Samantha's number one, I, but I'm not, but even Samantha is sometimes sobbing alone saying, I am feeling so alone, someone help me. I needed to take the first two weeks off the year because I just wasn't feeling it. And there might be more of those times where I'm not feeling it. I do want to aim to be a consistent um, human for you weekly, but if I can't be that for me, then I can't be that for anyone else. What's the most basic bitch thing I could say right now? You got to put your own mask on before you put anyone else's on. Ugh, annoying. All right, I'm going to go listen to the Reputation soundtrack on repeat as I have been over and 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 over again. Oh, but I just discovered this band yesterday called The Last Dinner Party. Oh, fuck. They're so fucking good. Okay, wait, wait, wait. A few songs that are on repeat right now are Nothing Matters by The Last Dinner Party, Red Wine Supernova by Chappelle Rowan, 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 not quite sure. I Can't Get My Shit Together by Baby Queen, High and Brighton by Fizz, OMG by Suki Waterhouse, and yes, and by Ariana Grande. I'm not a big Ari queen, but I love her no matter what. She's amazing no matter what. I love all the bitches, no matter what, the bad bitches, no matter what. In fact, you want me to tell you who the number one baddest bitch of all fucking time is? And she's not even a basic bad bitch. Actually, I don't know what to say. She's just the queen. She's the queen of rock and roll herself. Tina fucking Turner. Tina fucking Turner. If there's anyone's story you don't know and should know this year, it's Tina fucking Turner's. She will inspire you when you feel your weakest of week of week of week of week. All right. I love you guys. I've been listening to a ton of Giggly Squad too. So shout out to Hannah Burner. I'm going to try really, 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 really hard to pitch her from every fucking angle to get her on this podcast as soon as we start having guests because we are having guests. I don't know when. I don't know who the first one should be. That's what's stopping me is who should the first one be? They need to be iconic, right? Like, I mean, I'm going to have some friends on soon, but should the friends come before the guests or the guests before the friends? Or the friends are the guests. Guests are friends. Guests. Gassy Cassie. What? Shout out Megan Lalau. <laughs> I love you. Um, She's one of my French friends. Okay. Um, This is how every episode ends. I never know how to end these things. I'm here to stay. I've just been depressed. If you've been depressed, maybe I should just like consistently update you on like my mental health and see if we're aligned so that you feel less alone. Does that work? I think that works. All right. I love you. See you next week. Bye.